This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, October 27th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Ag order is a heavy lift. More Prop 65 listings. EPA dicamba decision likely today. Water Board sees ag order as a heavy lift. The Central Coast Water Board has held two more in-depth meetings to review the many details and concerns of the proposed Ag Order 4.0. Several board members acknowledge the burdens placed on farmers by limiting the amount of nitrogen fertilizer applied to crops and requiring native vegetation along waterways. These are not going to be easy targets to achieve, said Board Chair Jean-Pierre Wolfe. He added later that the board should not be doing research and developments for the order on the back of agriculture. Wolf noted that CDFA advisors and UC Cooperative Extension specialists will play crucial scientific and educational roles in helping the industry learn how to comply with the requirements. Other board members argued that the 30-year timeline for balancing nitrates in groundwater is too slow, and the rising crisis with contaminated drinking water in the region should be addressed immediately. Staff said this would further raise the cost of the order for growers. OEHHA to consider pesticide for Prop 65 listing. Cal EPA's Environmental Health Office, known as OEHHA, may require products containing chlorpyrifos and methyl bromide to carry cancer warning labels under Prop 65. An OEHHA committee will discuss the chemicals at its November meeting. All but the granular form of chlorpyrifos will be completely banned at the end of the year. U.S. EPA began phasing out the use of the methyl bromide in 2017. A decade earlier, California Attorney General sued USDA over the fumigates' harmful effects in the ozone layer. Keep in mind, attorneys have often cited the state's listing of glyphosate under Prop 65 in many successful lawsuits against the manufacturer. Attorney General Xavier Becerra's challenging a recent federal court decision barring the Prop 65 warning for glyphosate-based herbicides. Attorneys for farm workers last week filed the first of what they threatened to be dozens of lawsuits over chlorpyrifos exposure. And on that note, OEHHA has also been considering a Prop 65 warning for acrylamide. The chemical forms in some carbohydrate-rich foods during frying, roasting, and baking. The Western Agricultural Processors Association argued the decision is based on lawsuit settlements with little to no data to support the proposed level of acrylamide for listing. CFAP 2 payments clear $7 billion, past the halfway point. USDA has now paid out well over half the amount of money expected to be distributed in the second round of the coronavirus food assistance program. More than 60% of the money is going to producers of three commodities, corn, cattle, and soybeans, that according to the latest weekly report. USDA's moved $2.2 billion in CFAP2 payments on corn, about 29% of the total. Cattle producers have received about 22% or $1.7 billion. The group of commodities that includes fruits and vegetables has so far accounted for just over 10% of the payments. Nearly every crop or animal product is now eligible for CFAP2, including hemp, 
whose producers have received $387,000 so far. USDA has estimated CFAP2 payments will eventually total $13.2 billion. So far, USDA has made more than $7.6 billion in payments. WTO gives final green light to EU to hit U.S. with new tariffs. The World Trade Organization has given the final green light to the European Union to hit the U.S. with tariffs on about $4 billion worth of goods, including farm commodities such as frozen concentrated orange juice, walnuts and grapes, in retaliation for unfair subsidies to Boeing. The U.S. once again argued in Geneva against the ruling, saying that Washington state has already ended the subsidies that are core to the EU complaint. While we're at it, U.S. has officially asked for an appeal to a September 15 ruling against U.S. tariffs on China to punish the country for stealing intellectual property and technology. China successfully argued that the U.S. was guilty of circumventing the WTO complaint process when it hit China with tariffs on $234 billion worth of its goods. The U.S. argued China would have never signed the Phase 1 trade pact if the U.S. had not seen so aggressive with its tariffs. By appealing the WTO ruling, the U.S. has essentially torpedoed the Chinese case because the WTO appeal court is not functioning. That's a direct result of the U.S. blocking the appointment of appellate court judges. Farm groups joining EPA chief for Dicamba announcement. EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler will announce the agency's decision on Dicamba this afternoon in rural Georgia, accompanied by American Farm Bureau Federation President Zippy Duvall, National Cotton Council Chairman Kent Fountain, and Georgia Commissioner of Agriculture Gary Black. A source outside the agency said the announcement would be about Dicamba, but could not offer details on the decision. But given the list of attendees, which also includes three Georgia congressmen, odds are Wheeler will announce EPA is approving Dicamba formulations, Extendamax, and Jidia, and Fiexapan for continued over-the-top use on cotton and soybeans. By the way, EPA has proposed registering pesticide products containing a new active ingredient from Bayer Crop Science called Tetranilopril, which the agency said is designed for use on a variety of crops, including corn, soybeans, tobacco, citrus, both prone and stone fruits. Tetranilopril will be the first registered dimide insecticide offering control of corn rootworm larvae and corn through soil application and control of flea beetles in corn and potatoes, according to EPA. It would also be the first dimide offered control of wireworms and potatoes and similar crops and control of cutworms and tobacco via soil application. Here's today's She Said It. COVID has disrupted a lot of things in life this year, but it doesn't have to disrupt your important opportunity to vote. That's CDFA Secretary Karen Ross. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, October 27th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Dowling.